Happy New Year's, everybody, and welcome to the 30th episode of The Reluctant Vegan Sun and the first episode of 2021. We talk about our feelings about New Year's and how you can have the best 2021. It's all about starting in the right mindset and knowing how this is going to be a great year, and I think it's going to be a great year for all of us. So enjoy the podcast. Before quarantine, I was on spring break in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I was drinking, I was smoking, don't catch me FBI, I was living life. I thought I had a great time. I was eating a shit ton of fast food. Quarantine hit, I came home, my family is vegan. I became the reluctant vegan son. This is my podcast talking with my friends and family about food, veganism, all types of things, whatever the fuck comes up and I love it. So, hit the music. What is up, everybody, and welcome to... This is now our 30th episode of The Reluctant Vegan Sun. So, we spent 30 weeks, minus two, so 28 weeks, nearly over half the year we spent recording this podcast yeah wow pretty awesome that's, that's amazing i mean yeah. what does what does anyone do for a half a year like consistently every week you you're pretty consistent meditating that's true i, I go to class fairly consistently you're talking about college classes <laughs> or yeah. counseling class uh-huh. college classes counseling class i go to much more consistently <laughs> college class <laughs> i might miss a few here or there well now that it's mostly online, I do go to all my classes. It's just the level of a tent in all those classes tends to vary. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, but I'm just thinking about that because it's New Year's Eve tonight. And the fact that you have done 30 episodes consistently, you know, is is a, a beautiful thing. You know, it's an action that continues and now has become part of what you do. And that's really true about any new habit that you're trying to... Yeah kind of accrue or or adapt adopt adopt adapt adapt Adapt. you're adapting yourself to adopt something yeah okay a lot of adpt words (laughs) don't think about that those are odd letters (laughs) that is odd letters adapt adapt Uh adopt Uh is adopt spelled differently though no i mean adopt is with an an o ADOPT. No, is it ADOPT? Is there uh-huh. another D in there? Why do I feel like there's another D in there? Oh, like like a like D a, after the P. the P. Like ADOPDT. <laughs> Our strong suit is not spelling here, guys. Your strong suit is spelling. Adam was like reading and spelling from the age of two. Yeah, but you know, as you grow, you lose some <laughs> spelling. You get sure stupider as you get older. That's right? not true. You just forget certain words. Ah. Like in spelling, I think they have autocorrect now in so many things. Spelling's a thing that's come in the way of the past. Uh, so you're thinking that people are just not practicing spelling, and it used yeah. to be an art of spelling, like a spelling bee, and now people they just aren't spelling, the spelling as much. Bee. Uh, There's some kids that are really good at it. It's always uh-huh. I, this might sound a little. Don't say it. There's always simpler kids winning the spelling bee, I'll say. I'll say that rather than anything else. Okay. <laughs> it's true, though. Similar kids? What are similar about them? They just... I'll be quiet. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh-huh. That was bad. Yeah. That wasn't that bad. 
I mean, you caught yourself, that's for sure. I mean, there are, there are things that people think all the time, and I think if you're well, brought up in this country, you, you can't, you know, help, but... Uh, I, I think what you're saying is true, but I disagree with what you're saying, because the spelling bee, I think, is a little different. In what I way? think that I don't, if you use it as, oh, there's a trend instead of a generalization then it's very different. And and I think trends do occur because more of what you see on the television. But I think for, like, the national spelling bee, right. you look that on television, you can see a clear trend, and there's no misconstrued data, really. So you're talking about a trend of, you know, who the winners are and what their cultural background is? Exactly. So you, you feel like you have hard data on that. I feel like there's more hard data than on that than what you know, a news channel presents to you or a newspaper right, presents I, to you. I hear what you're if saying. If you're watching the physical thing. Right. I think the problem happens when you decide because you have that data that a group is actually better or exactly. smarter than another group. Or you group. generalize. Right, right, right. I think that's exactly. the issue. Or you yeah. use something and extrapolate and you take that information and you go to Z. Right, exactly. You take something exactly. entirely different. That's uh-huh. not what I was trying to right. do. Right, 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 right. But no, I, I did catch myself. So that's good. <laughs> well, but it's also good to notice that, you know, even if that's a trend, that doesn't mean that there is a group that is smarter or more capable or better spellers genetically. It's all practice. I feel like a lot of practice goes into the spelling bee. Mm. People have spelling coaches, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Because I can't imagine people are studying for, like, the big one uh-huh. with just their parents and index cards. Right. Right, right, right. I think that would be very difficult to do. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess I guess certain people, if they are people of means, might have the ability to have people helping them to study for a spelling yeah. bee. It's, isn't it kind of like standardized testing, you know, that some people actually have the means to prepare better than other people? I have no idea. I have no idea for the spelling bee. I think it's all about what you want to put your attention on. Yeah, exactly. Right. Got it. Oh, no. Got it. People, I don't know who wants to put their attention on their spelling bee. Uh Uh-huh. But, I mean, also, maybe you train yourself on having a few different word combinations so you understand how to spell words that you maybe don't quite know how to spell right off the bat. What do you mean exactly? Because, like, there are certain patterns in the English language of words because I can't imagine kids go up there and just memorize every word in the English alphabet and how to spell them. Right, there's definitely some patterns, but but English spelling is the most non-intuitive thing I have ever yeah, encountered because but, I mean, we homeschooled you guys and it, spelling was just amazing how like it didn't make sense at all like what is what is that you know, the way people spell night, you know, with a g h t like what is that? Or k what? Or a K. Or K? Or K. Right, the exactly. K-N. Yeah, what's that K-N? What, what's the knife with the K-N in front of it? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense to me at all. And it was and it was so interesting because, you know, Lily was a person who did not like to spell and thought she mm-hmm. was a bad speller. And in school, it got translated as being stupid. And really, it's just not intuitive. She's just really more creative than the school would like her to be. I think that's what's going on. Well, I think most young people are. Yeah, especially with spelling. Our, her bananagrams were legendary. <laughs> so we play bananagrams. I don't know if you guys words. know how to play bananagrams or boggle, true, but you know, but, but the words that are put together are always, like you said, legendary. Mm-hmm. Or at Talking least interesting. With Nikki, 
<laughs> That's me. <laughs> he keeps trying to get rid of me, though. I don't try to get rid of you. I'm just trying to. He get, thinks there's going to be a better guest somewhere. Yeah, I, I don't think better guests. I think different guests. I think every person has their strong suits. And every person, <laughs> I, well, that, that's they true. But I have much about. a shitload of strong suits like in my fake 56. medicine. Fake medicine, because I'm not a real doctor. She's I just not play a one on TV. Doctor. I know that's what they She's say. She's gonna right? have to be a real doctor for the first time in a, in like 56 years in a week. So, do you really think that I'm gonna have to be a real doctor all of a sudden? Like, yeah. What makes you think that I'm gonna be a real doctor here as opposed to where I was working? Because you worked in your job so long, they've just become accustomed with the fakeness of your doctoring. <laughs> and they're like... With my okay. inability to exactly. give, you know, truly... Yeah, like, here, who knows what's going to happen if you don't give the opioids that people ask for. I am so not giving opioids, exactly. and that does fake not make me doctor. a fake doctor. Fake no doctor. way. <laughs> no, we're not going down that black hole of... And I never went down that black hole. I mean, I remember, you know, in in the 80s and 90s when I first started practicing, well, in, in early 2000s, you know, the drug companies were saying that, you know, there wasn't any addiction possibility, potential, or worry, especially for patients who were truly being treated for pain. And I was told that I was under-treating pain, but I never gave out the opiate. I just always knew that that was a, a never really give bad out way. pain medication either. I've never taken a Tylenol one time in my life. Right? You taken one Tylenol? Yeah, and well, you had I have some pretty I, bad I have taken Tylenol, like, in college, but... Oh, did you? You would never give me a Tylenol. Well, ibuprofen. Uh-huh. You would never give me ibuprofen. I, I have it here. I would give it to you if you really wanted it. I'm always just trying to figure out something else. Like, you know, I, I, still, I still believe that, you know, whatever medications you take have some effect, and most likely it won't have that particular effect on you but if you are that person that ends up developing kidney problems from too much ibuprofen then it sucks you know if you are that person who ends up with an ulcer a peptic ulcer or stomach ulcer because you're taking too much of it it sucks you know so i prefer to figure out other things you know am i torturing my children yes yeah, but you know, if you have problems with your kidneys, you just take other medication, and then you you don't have problems with your kidneys. It's well, like no, the kidneys you you can't really solve like, once you have uh, problems with it. You just have to stop the ulcers, maybe. The ulcers. See, it's like people who eat meat. Okay, <laughs> you can eat whatever you want and take twenty pills a day, and you know you're good to go. Right. Well, you could start with the Malox for all the you know antacid needs that you have and then just move your way through exactly yeah i've seen like i know i know these people in documentaries or filming documentaries tend to go for you know the eye catchers but then these people pull out medicine cabinets and they got fucking 20 bottles they take on the daily and then they get mad that i take one b12 and they're like you're b12 deficient right ha! <laughs> eat some meat right you don't have a good diet because <laughs> you actually need a supplement it turns out that everybody needs b12 at this point because b12 lives in grass in the dirt oh, actually it's a it's an organism that lives in the dirt and so the cows get it by grazing but cows are not grazing anymore so they're injecting b12 in a lot of you know hmm factory farmed animals so so i think everybody probably needs b12 it also takes a long time for b12 to become deficient it's not like you you know stop eating meat and you're b12 deficient within the first couple of months it's not like that at all 
So now that the good doctor or fake doctor or whatever <laughs> no, that, has that scared you. that was real. You, I just said something real. <laughs> now that they've scared you enough, you know, we're coming to the end of 2020. Yes. So many people think that this is a bad, has been a bad year. Mm-hmm. I think I have my own opinions on that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, and I'm sorry but, if it's been difficult for anybody. Exactly. Yeah. But let's look on the positive. What is a good thing that has come out of 2020 for you? And and I, t- I want people to do this at home, too, if they're listening. Because people, it's hard to live in the moment and appreciate the moment. And if you can even find one good thing about 2020... It will make you feel better heading into 2021, I believe. Uh And I think self-appreciation is really important and people don't do it enough because it's either embarrassing or people are afraid to talk about themselves. I'm afraid to talk about myself too. Like I, when I'm with my friends, I don't self-appreciate myself because people are told that, you know, you're vain, you're not being humble, you're not, um, uh, what's the other word? Arrogant. Arrogant. There you yeah. go. That's only you're being arrogant if you're self-appreciating yourself. Right. And, and I think that's true at some points, but if you mean it in a way, and you don't have to be self-appreciating yourself to make other fee- people feel worse, because I think that's what being arrogant really is. It's saying something about yourself to make somebody else feel worse or feel stupid. Or for you to feel better than. Mm-hmm. And right. it's not for you to feel better than. It's for you to fully appreciate yourself. And to invite other people to do it. So if you want to start, what is something that you appreciate about yourself that you did in 2020 or just about 2020 in general? You're talking. You're asking me yeah. what something I appreciate myself. Um, I did realize that I actually am very good at making decisions. You know, so early on in the pandemic, uh, I run the homeless services or did. I, I left my job and, and, and taking a job in rural Alaska, as you guys know. Um, but early on in the pandemic, I, I take care of a large population of homeless people in New York City. And um, we had to figure out how we were going to protect the people where we work how we were going to protect the soup kitchen so that it could still provide food and how I could protect the patients and where they should go if they need to isolate and don't have a place to live. And I'd say that me and my co-administrator were on the phone, you know, probably about 30 or 40 times a day with my team trying to figure out how to make this as safe as possible and then pivoting every time we needed to figure out something new because the information just kept changing and changing and changing. So I realized that I'm actually really good at making decisions. And even if my decision is not exactly right or, you know, that I'm really good at pivoting and deciding on something else. And I think that's a superpower. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I think you touched on a good thing about how the difficult thing about making a decision is that people worry about them making the wrong decision. And we talked about worry previously. How about you don't have time to worry? You can't afford to worry about what happened in the past because worrying about it doesn't change it. Right. And you make your decision, and there are consequences to decision, but the consequence is going to come whether you deter- you worry about it or not. Right. That's the, true. That's going to be determined by somebody else. It's out of your question. The only thing you can question is to make the decision. And there's some reason why you made that decision. It might be a stupid fucking reason. <laughs> it might be dumb. You might have voted for Donald Trump. Oh, wait, no. Oh. <laughs> Half the country did that. Oh, I can't do that. If you're in my audience and you voted for Donald Trump, well, I don't hate you as much as my sister. So. Oh, and I don't hate you either. Yeah, Let we me don't tell hate you. you. <laughs> you're open, entitled to your own opinion. Right, right. My we would love to talk to you about the, it, My though. sister, on the other hand, 
She might hate you. <laughs> yes. Lily definitely has strong opinions about, you know, about people that actually, like, struggle thinking about other people. So, you know, she is a person with tremendous integrity. Not saying that, you know, that other people don't have that integrity. But she really, she wants to see things go well for all people. And if it isn't going well for all people, then she's going to make it right. Mm-hmm. You know, so. so that is Yeah. No need to make people any matter than they are already. <laughs> We're coming to an end of the year. That's why we want to put out good vibes into the new year. <laughs> well, we still are very much ourselves, even putting in good vibes. So, that you know, we've true. got that opinions and other people have opinions too. You can disagree with them. Feel free to leave me a message <laughs> at reluctantvegansun at gmail.com or at reluctantvegansun on Instagram if you do disagree with anything that I'm saying. Also, please rate. He might reluctantly answer. Exactly. (laughs) Please rate and review the podcast as well. Like, subscribe. Maybe we'll come up with some YouTube content, or I'll come up with some more content. Because I want to help see this thing grow. Tell your friends. Word of mouth. Advertising. There we go. Ooh, right, right, right. Snap. Well, I mean, how often do you hear like a mother and son having this kind of like discussion? Exactly, exactly. You know, it's hopeful. It's mm-hmm. hopeful that that everybody will have that opportunity. Okay, and yeah. that's enough self appreciation. <laughs> I know. Us. I like that. <laughs> Wait, what about you though? What about me? Yeah. yeah. So me, something that I liked. I mean, I liked that I decided to play the guitar or try to play the guitar because mm. that was a very difficult. Thing for me to do because I didn't know how to play the guitar and I come from a pretty musical family. Half of us are musical. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to make three chords of that. The musical. women are musical. <laughs> One is musical ish. He tries no. sometimes. No, no. Daddy he is does so karaoke. not musical. No, no, he's he's, he's, he's willing. He's brave, exactly, and he's willing to get up there. But that exactly. doesn't mean he's musical. Okay, he's not musically talented. Right. I think there's two differences between musical and musically talented. Because mm. the way you say musical as having to be musically talented gatekeeps music from people who might not be good but enjoy to play. Right, that's true. But but you were talking about you and the guitar, though. I'm talking about me and the that guitar still... because I'm still not great at it. No, you're but doing great. I'm still practicing it, and it's something that I didn't do before, and I haven't been great musically. And I'm not great musically, and I understand that. It's not one of my strong suits. No, no, you've, you're getting great. But you know, I'm you don't have getting... to be great musically to be on the guitar. You just have to be able to, like, practice and play and learn the strums and learn the chords. Yeah. Wasn't really my point, but yeah. you know. <laughs> He's doing really good on it. <laughs> Anyways, going back to it, I didn't need to say that. Good vibes, good vibes, good vibes. <laughs> no, the world is fifty-fifty. There will be hard and bad feelings that we are all able to handle, and when you can handle any feeling, yeah. then you can do anything. But then when you try, but when you put good energy out, you receive good energy. If you're being positive, you're more open to receiving positiveness back. When you're warm and open up, because if you're negative to people, like what I'm saying is like, I might disagree with you on that thing, but there's a difference between being positive and disagreeing and being negative. And oh, disagreeing. so you feel like we're being negative. I feel like I'm just saying, no, I oh. want to say my thing. Shut up. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> Which, you can do that because I'm I, your mom. I, I can't you know do I mean? that. Like, yeah. But I don't think that 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 wasn't called. That that's not called for right now. What I'm saying is. The point is, with the guitar, is something that I never did before, mm. and something that I keep practicing and keep doing and working at because it's a struggle to learn anything new, and it's hard. One of my shortcomings is that I struggle keeping up with something that doesn't come easy. 
I don't know if that's true about you anymore. I, I, it, it, it used to be true. It was definitely true, I think, in the past before I would give up on things when it's a struggle for me. Right. I think most people do, but we can't judge ourselves based on our based on our past experiences anymore. You can't. No, I'm you not can't saying because that. or else people would not move anything forward. But I can acknowledge where I struggle. Right. And that you've you've really and that, worked on it. that exactly. And right. the guitar is something that I've worked on similarly to that. Right. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying because I think I agree with you that you can't focus on the past or you can't but there are things to learn from the past and you can appreciate things from the past. That's why people study history. What do you think of historians? Right, but you can only they learn from the past, on the past. Either focused on the present moment or the future moment, knowing that that past was the thing that got you there, was the thing that moved you forward and needed to happen that way no matter what. And I know that, that some people might not agree with it, but if you use the past as a way to decide whether you're going to move something forward or not, you will always be stopped. Exactly. You will always be stifled. Which... Again, I don't understand America because we focus on a document from 1776. <laughs> but, you know, besides that point... I don't get that. I don't get that. <laughs> but but I, I understand what you're saying about focusing on your past, but there are things to learn and there are things to take. It's not to take your entire past because Einstein said, I think it was Einstein, that if you do something and keep trying the same exact same thing and expect different results, that's the definition of insanity. Right, so you, so you, so you can, can take, learn you can from learn it. from, and you can right. take pieces, and you can adapt. That's what I'm right, but the, to... but you have to be willing to pivot. That's that whole thing about making a decision, seeing if yeah. it works, and then pivoting and changing, and knowing, you know, that you will keep changing it until you get to that goal that you're looking towards. Mm-hmm. That's the the thing is that you know that if you're not at that goal, that there's something that you're not doing right. You know that there's something that's not going you know, the way, the way it needs to go in some way. Like, you always have the ability to change it. Yeah, and you can keep pushing forward. Right. True. What was so, that thought? No, I'm just, I'm just thinking about... There are times, though, I feel like people have kept persevering and then they ended up getting there and that's just been out of perseverance, not necessarily taking, changing their strategy. Like, there are stories about people who have gotten successful who keep working harder, who keep, you're saying that they vary. They always vary a little something depending on what the outcome is. Absolutely. So like, I mean, if you fail, like let's say you have your script that you're writing for a movie and you take it to a bunch of people and they fail, you're saying that they go back and retry, but they change a little bit. Totally. Change something a little bit. because. Yeah, you, you have to be able to clearly see what result you're looking for, you know, and then you shift and change it, you know, and then keep moving forward. Okay. And most people usually give up after they try something once, maybe twice, you know, so if you're one of the small percentage that will keep going, that you will eventually get there. But if you're not getting there, then you have to be able to reevaluate. So you do the same thing for a couple of months and you're like, huh, you know, like, let's say about the podcast, you know, like I've been doing this a couple of months and I'm not really gaining listeners. Like what mm-hmm. exactly needs to happen and what's going on? Like, you know, and then you pick one thing and you change it and then you try that for a month or two and see, Yeah. you know, and then you pick another thing and you change it if it's not heading in the direction that you want, you know, but, but you, you keep going. 
It's a good point. Yeah, so it's it's, it's it's the ability to shift and massive action and then being able to see the future results clearly and using everything up to that point as an important way in which you're getting there as opposed to failures. Like, well, and, and you have to really embrace the failures. Be like, ugh, I did not fail enough this week. We have to fail, you know, so much more, a much higher percentage. Yeah, I think failing is very important for people to do, and it doesn't happen enough. Well, it does happen enough, but it happens in people's minds in a way that is bad. Like, the failures in people's minds make people not want to fail in the future, or there's a there's a stigma around that failure, or... Right, but it's all in our minds. It's all in the minds, exactly. We've all decided that somehow, you know, that failure means something. Something about us, you know, and our abilities or our virtues or whatever. Like, we give it a decision as to what we make it mean. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's all in your head. So I want to talk about something that fails 88% of the time. I think I saw that on the internet. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, Right. New Year's resolution. Exactly. I like that. I'm taking control of my podcast now. <laughs> Somebody's been off the rails for like the last five minutes. I don't know. I'm sorry. Just giving me a lecture. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. I I'm giving know. you all a lecture. That's my mom's duty. This is, this is my, right. I'm, see, this is why I'm going to find somebody else. My podcast. Find somebody else for your mic. Yeah, no. All right, I'll be quiet. I'll be good. It's my pod. Anyway. Yeah, that is true. It is your podcast. I still don't have any name recognition. Yeah. Yeah. So New Year's Resolutions. I like your segue, by the way. New Year's Resolutions. Thank you, thank you. Mm. They fail often. Uh, I think New Year's Resolutions are stupid. Okay, no, I disagree with that. I think New Year's Resolutions have one important thing, and I think it's kind of the symbolism of capitalism in America, which is hope. Mm. Or America as a whole. It's not capitalism. It's just America as a whole. Or the ideals that America was kind of built on. Because the main ideal was slavery. So right. side so, ideal is hope. Because it's talked about as the American dream. it was built dream. on slavery. But it, that was really that's capitalism. That's true. That's true. It's right? capitalism built on slavery. But The country itself. The yeah. country itself. But mm-hmm. the main thing that people had is the American dream. Or that's what people like to talk about in mm. school. Mm. Or people who are proud of America like to talk about American dream. And that's why even though people don't necessarily... That's why there are lots of immigrants coming into this country still, I think. Because there is some sort of dream out there. Right. And there's definitely more resource here mm-hmm. than in some other countries, then, that's for sure. And most people coming to may not have the opportunities in their home countries that they do here. I mean, refugees are refugees. They gave up everything to come here. Most people aren't coming here to looking to cause trouble. They're looking to come here to make a new life and to... Survive so, and take care of their family. Exactly. Yeah, totally. So the American dream is important. I think that's kind of what... New Year's resolutions have come to be because a lot of New Year's re- resolutions have turned into wishes. Mm. Instead oh, that's of interesting, I think they've turned into wishes instead of you know something that's feasibly attainable. Mm. Because I don't get how New Year's or New Year's Day is different than any other day in the year. Right. People create holidays. Why were holidays created? I mean, the answer to everything could be capitalism, but I feel like I think that's a cop out answer. Mm-hmm. In a way, because mm-hmm. I do agree that capitalism is a, everything. But I think if I say that, it's it's similar to everybody who says that people would accuse me of saying it's similar to saying, oh, 
the issue to most things is race. And I do think the issues to most things is race. I think the issues to most things that are... In, in this country are race. Are race and capitalism. Are race and capitalism. True. I agree with that. But yeah. somebody had to like start celebrating New Year's as a thing. I'm not sure how that started. Huh, that's interesting. Because did they always in history celebrate New Year's is mm. my question. Mm. Or when did this start becoming a worldwide event? Because this is one of the few things that's really worldwide. Right, that's true. And, and Christmas is kind of worldwide. It is. As it, well. It is kind of old, though. Right. It's not, yeah. a, right, it's not an American holiday, necessarily. Mm-hmm. New Year's is celebrated. Each country has their own tradition. They do think. But people go out and have parties on New Year's and celebrate the end of one year and the beginning of the next. Mm. As in, there's some significance to the year turning over. Mm. So and I think you're right. It's that level of hopefulness, like mm-hmm. the possibilities. It's a, you know, you resolve yourself to do something. That's the resolution. And I think hope is important because I think that drives a lot of people. Mm. I don't think it's necessarily the hope in itself, but the thinking that it's going to be better is what keeps a lot of people going. Right. It's like you at the beginning of a new, mm-hmm. you know, baseball season or exactly. a, a new football season. You're always hopeful that, that the Mets will do well. Yeah, yeah, and I'm wrong, you know. (laughs) And you're wrong. This is similar to New Year's resolutions, you know. (laughs) Very exactly. There's a hopefulness about that. Exactly, because I don't want to sound too negative about New Year's resolutions, because I do think having hope is a good thing. Right, but but I think what ends up happening is that you know the emotional thing that actually creates whatever the behavior is doesn't necessarily change exactly right and then people are taking on too much you know so i always say if you've got new year's resolutions that you want to do take one resolution Mm -hmm. and then do all of the work to manage your mind in order to make that resolution happen and then you will be get you will get good at actually like attaining that resolution. But when you have too many and you don't manage your mind in a way to actually make it happen, then you get good at failing at these resolutions. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Can you repeat that? I, well, I'm saying that, that, you know, so what ends up happening with your mind is that you get good at whatever your mind does consistently. Mm-hmm. And if your mind consistently is not actually... Oh, so you're saying going that through you're saying with a that, resolution, okay. then you get good at failing at that resolution. Sure. Like you become a person who doesn't have your back and believes that you could actually make a commitment and keep that commitment so to yourself. What you're saying that is in your in your mind, you're saying that the failure just comes entrenched in your brain, and so then you don't think you are going to be able to do it in the future. Right. I th- I think that you end up getting good at not being able to do mm-hmm. it. So so I think that's different, and this is why I had issues with what you were saying earlier about failure. And why I was trying to make a counterpoint is because that seems like an unproductive failure, whereas there's other failures that are very productive. That's what I was trying to get at, that it's not that failures come to have a bad place. There's productive failures and there's unproductive failures. Right. Everybody oh, fails. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Right, but that's a failure of inaction mm-hmm. more so. If there's Okay, that that's the word I was looking right, for. Right, right, right. Rather than a failure of action. like. A yeah. failure of action you can learn from, and it could totally. be a benefit in the future. A failure of inaction is something you just let slide, and then it'll be a mentality that sets in. And right, right. And so... Right, the inaction is, I don't consider that a failure. I, I consider that a not even trying. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think about New Year's resolutions, that a lot of being wishes. Mm. Because people have their wish list necessarily, and 
and um, they want to do their entire wish list and get caught up, and then they end up failing their entire thing and then feeling bad about themselves. I think. Th- I also think that one day or putting in your mind something huge one day is hard to do, and you're going to set yourself up to an unattainable level. And then when you don't reach that level because either you don't feel motivated to or you forget to or there's not like that shift inside you that makes you really want to do it, you're just going to stop doing it altogether. Right. The compelling reason, like mm-hmm. just because it's New Year's is not a compelling it's reason It's not going to change. Right. Exactly. It's not going to change anything. So like I think we should talk about how you can maybe find shifts starting at New Year's. Because New Year's and having hope is a good thing. Right. So instead of shifting that you want to do your resolution for this is my New Year's resolution, I think that's a skin-deep reason. Mm. Or like a, yeah. Whereas if you sink it in, my New Year's resolution, let's see, what's my New Year's resolution? I'm going to make one still, even if I'm shitting on it. No, I think you need to. I think you need to make one and you need to figure out how to, you know, work your mind enough to do it. Yeah, so what's my New Year's resolution? New Year's resolution. Okay, let's say my New Year's resolution is to work on my business or this podcast to to, um, uh, to grow. So why I would need to think about why I want the podcast to grow because I think what we're talking about is important. I think people would enjoy listening to it and we have good conversations. So let's say... Didn't we have this conversation before? Didn't you have like some kind of goal? We did have this conversation like a few days ago. Right. And and to set a goal and to start with a smaller goal and start working towards that goal. And so that's different than, and that's the reasoning why I want to do it. Not, oh, it's the new year. Oh, I want to, you know, grow my podcast. Yada, right, right. Yada, you yada. definitely wanted to do Whereas, this well before the new year. I, yeah, exactly. But I want to do this and I want to work on this. And then I should put my action. So I should have why I want to do this how I'm going to do this, and then do it. Right. I, I mean, every are, morning you're going to have to write down your compelling reasons mm-hmm. and then write down more compelling there's reasons. Um, a, there's a good YouTube video on the Golden Circle, but I think it's Simone Sinek. It was a TED Talk. Right. I which I really, which I really like. Uh, and I think that's important for how to... I think that's really important for trying to have your new year's resolution you start with the why and then work out to the how and then what right whereas what how why if you start with the what it's not going to do anything so true you need the why you need the compelling exactly you know i mean that's the reason why i'm still vegan Mm -hmm. you know is that my compelling why is that i am just you know against exploitation of any living beings and i'm not even a great animal lover you know, it's mm-hmm. just I, I won't exploit them anymore because I don't need to. And that is a strong enough why for me, even more than just the taste of something. Yeah, so I think a good idea is to let's break it down, like how a New Year's resolution could go. And, I, and it doesn't have to be a New Year's resolution. This could be a everyday re- resolution. There okay. are 365 days in the year. Mm-hmm. I understand the hope of the first one. Right. But if you just hope that 2021 is going to be a better year, is that really doing anything? Right. Right, Everybody's. Right, right. I remember people saying this year it's going to be my year for the last 10 years. Right, true. Everybody goes on Instagram and they're like, this is going to be my year. This is finally going to be my year. Well, if five years are passing, it's not year. And right, it's exactly. all. It sounds like you're getting more negative. It sounds like you feel like this is getting worse for you the years. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to break this cycle? How are you right. going to break the circle or break the trend okay. and come out with a more positive 2021? Okay. And... So how, do, how should they start? We're going to give you, like, real advice here. So how should they start breaking the trend? Well, first you should think that 
this is going to be a great year because I'm here. I think that's right. a good reason. I think the first reason is to find your why. What you want to so do in really the really interesting that you just said that you are worthy. That You're, you are exactly. worthy to be here just being born in this iteration during mm-hmm. this time. During this time. There are so right. many other times you when you could have been born. Exactly. And you're worthy being born just because you are you. There yeah. is no other reason you need to have to be worthy. Right. There, there's. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to achieve anything to be worthy. Every single person is born good. Every single person is worthy. And it's mixed up because people your entire lives get told or they're telling you that you are not worthy. Most people live, or a lot of people seem to really like, limiting freedoms of people rather than expressing their own freedoms. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. And mm-hmm. yeah, I got that from uh, normal people. Oh, it <laughs> resonated with me. I think reading fiction books are important too because there are some ideas that might not necessarily be true, but you get see here's listen read something holy shit you read something and it resonates even if it's in a fiction book it doesn't mean it doesn't have meaning right i mean people are are writing things that do resonate with people that's you know that's why they're doing it people also write from their knowledge or they write from something people don't just come up with things on the spot like even if the book's fiction something inspired them to write that book it might be the people in their lives and the people around them Uh uh-huh and with some kind of message that they're interested in either solving for themselves or yeah. helping other people solve. And the books that do the best are the ones that resonate. Right, right. And so, let's say... So, so first you have to decide that you're worthy. You are have to... If you don't find yourself worthy, nobody else is going to tell you you're worthy or you're going to disagree with people telling you that they're, you're worthy. And whatever you achieve won't make the big difference mm-hmm. because it, it, it teeters on a very, very like small balance. Exactly. Yeah. So... First, you have to decide you're worthy, and then you also have to know that everybody's going to love you for just being your most joyous, open self. And I think that's the most important thing. I think it's hard to do. What do you mean by that exactly? I mean, if you're vulnerable, if you're happy, if you're engaging, if you're truly being yourself, every person is good. Right, but I mean, I I do believe that we are meant to have negative emotions, like that the world is 50-50, and you will have 50% negative emotions, but the question is, what do you make those emotions mean? And if you decide that if you have those emotions that something has gone terribly wrong, Mm. then it's going to be hard for you to actually, you know, like, continue on whatever your goals are, if your goals happen to be, you know, to stop drinking, or stop eating, or stop whatever it is, because you're going to try so desperately to make those bad feelings go away. So you also have to accept that there that are going to be hard, bad feelings. And then you have to work through them and process them and really feel them and know that they're just a feeling and that you can handle any feeling. But I think that also makes up who you are, though. That's why I'm saying being vulnerable to yourself totally. and being vulnerable But you people. won't feel good. But the, you don't have to feel good. But, but eventually, once you're used to having your feelings and able to process them, they won't feel quite as hard. Hmm hard or yeah. is bad you know so you won't have to constantly be resisting them or doing something to make them better or reacting to them mm-hmm. i think that's important too and is there anything else to really break the cycle of having down years i think just applying right. yourself too i think when mm-hmm. you know you're worthy when you're being vulnerable you want to help people you want to help yourself i just think i don't think it's that much to make yourself have a better year. I think, honestly, it's more just knowing that you're worthy and that what you can't do, you can't do anything wrong, 
I mean, obviously you can do something wrong, right. but <laughs> you, can, you can't do anything wrong in the sense that if you're being true to yourself and you're being vulnerable and you're being, I, I like saying positive because I think even if your feelings aren't necessarily positive, if you're showing positivity, if you're being open, you're being kind. So I do think something about what you put out in energy does come back to you. That's interesting. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I think Wait, but I don't want to be like year. a pie in the sky positivity. Like, you know, it's no, that's all of a different. sudden. Right. So I think you're open to yourself, but you if you mean well for people, people are gonna mean well for you. Now this might be a very like kumbaya <laughs> idea of how to have a good twenty twenty one, but that's <laughs> all right, my so opinion. so we'll break it down here. So the first part so is just, to that you're worthy. The second part is be vulnerable. The third yeah. part is, you know, try if you can to, you know, be as positive. So mm-hmm. so if you've got like, you know, a recurrent thought of something negative, see if you can actually switch that thought to something that's not necessarily even positive but something neutral. Exactly. You know, like if you if you think that you're a horrible terrible person, you might just say I'm just a person. You mm-hmm. know, or something like that. And yeah, I think that if you're thinking you're a horrible terrible person too, it's going to be hard to find yourself worthy. Right. Well, there's no way if you think you're a horrible, terrible person, then the actions that you take, you know, are definitely going to be in the direction of making things not go well. Mm-hmm. And the only, and I think the last thing, too, to make yourself have a good 2021 is to know, is to not worry, as we've been saying, about things that are outside of your control. Mm, I yes. think that a lot of the stuff that happened in 2020 are outside of people's control. They all were. We and, had no ability exactly. to control this. And you might... Unless you're only able to control what you do and how you apply yourself. And that's what I mean about being positive and Right, and how you react. How you react. And And if you're able to do that and think well and have your flexible thinking, you will have a good 2021. Because if you worry about or you lament or you take it upon yourself what you can't control, then you're carrying the burdens of so many people. And of all this unnecessary weight and unnecessary things onto you while you're going through life. And it just, you don't have time for that. You don't have room for that. Right. I, I don't want you guys to waste your time, you know, like, like trying to control things that you have no control over. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing you get to control is how you decide to think about something. And you know that that's in your control because everybody thinks about it differently. Mm-hmm. There are people that really like Donald Trump and there are people that that's don't. That's true. So you know that, that it's all related to your thinking. Mm-hmm. So, so you get to actually like intentionally decide to think something different, even if the other thoughts have looped itself in a recording so ferociously and ingrained itself so much. Yeah, and find your own... There's no... Excuse me, sorry. There's, I should have hold that down. There is no wrong way to think as well. Because right. your thoughts are your own. Your, your decisions are your own. I mean, your actions and your... It, it creates your existence. I think I'm big on existentialism having read, yeah. <laughs> read about it this semester. Right. But yourself is you. You create what you want to put out. And people are going to disagree with you. Everybody is going to disagree with you. Mm. So only control what you can and don't worry about what other people think. of. Well, you can't control what they think about you no matter what. Exactly. I mean, you people know, try to manipulate it, yeah. but yeah. Th- those are people I consider assholes. Like, like really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Like, what? What? I didn't who? say anything. Who'd you say? I did not say anything. Like, who? I didn't say anything. All right. Definitely <laughs> didn't say any names. But anyways, uh-huh. thank you. Um, uh, thank you for listening. 
you know, do you if, wanna, if you guys want to yeah. change something, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, a health empowerment coach and I'm working with people, you know, on addictions, uh, mostly food related, alcohol related, and anything else that you feel is kind of getting in your way of you being able to move something forward, that I'm happy to work with you. Okay. So shout out Nikki, that whole empowerment <laughs> I shouted at myself. person. Right. Yeah. Right, right, shout right. out herself. I'll think next time maybe as it's the start of the year we could talk about how somebody might transition to veganism as maybe what their New Year's resolution was. I guess now would be the time to do that. Now's definitely the time, and you know, now just be so the you time know, to do that. But Veganuary is uh, is a big thing. Do you really? know about Veganuary? No, I do not know about Veganuary. Oh my God, Veganuary is huge, and so there are so many different platforms and different groups that are trying to help people go vegan at least for the month of January you know and there was such a tremendous response last year to Veganuary that there Hmm. were you know hundreds of thousands of new people trying to go vegan through January and staying vegan. So you're saying it's harder for me to get Beyond Burgers in January? This feels like the gym all (laughs) over again what are these people doing? Right 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 right. definitely it might be a little bit harder but hopefully yeah you know that'll be their gateway drug. But also, if you think Veganuary is too hard, there's nothing wrong with just doing a meatless Monday or any day of the week. You know, it doesn't even have to be a meatless Monday. Meatless meal. If you right. have one meal that doesn't have animal products and you think about what you're eating, it might become easier. Or you start working a routine in there where you start using less animal products. Because it's hard to go cold turkey, especially if you don't have the begrudging support or the support... <laughs> The very kind, my mom would like me to say, support of your family going cold turkey vegan. Yeah, we went cold turkey. I, I went cold turkey vegan. They go cold turkey vegan too, kind yeah. of. Yeah. No, I mean, Daddy and I did. Yeah, Lily, they did. You know, Lily went through like a pescatarian yeah. version because she wanted to eat sushi. and. I might get some sushi at some point too. We got all you can eat sushi. I no, don't know. no. I might do that. No, but no. indoor dining is We made clothes. some great sushi. Some really good vegan Indoor dining is closed, so oh, well, it doesn't, doesn't make a difference Oops. right now. I guess you won't. But, but, I mean, it is hard for people to go cold turkey, especially without support. And anything to start getting there is really good but i also think the important thing is to know why you're going to be vegan and as we were saying if you just are doing veganuary because you're like oh that seems cool animals yay i mean most people love animals really it's not it's not hard to get by on to loving animals no i get that but if if it's just animal i don't if it's just like you don't really care about being vegan or you don't really, you know, because it's hard if you don't have a support system. It's really hard because you and dad did it together. I mean, right, more I, you. I, I think that you have to make the decision, you know, and then yeah. you have to use your your prefrontal cortex, your higher brain to decide something and work it out before but, it happens. But what I'm saying is you can't just say, oh, I want to be, the, it, it's hard sure to say, you oh, you can do that, but you have to have a reason why. Right. Well, you have to if have If you don't have the compelling why, why you're going to stop after like three days right, or, you're, totally. or you're maybe going to make it through the month, which is incredible in its own right, and you might not continue. But you're like, oh, I did it. Time to, I'll celebrate with a nice steak. Right, right, right. And, and health tends to not be a good reason because if you feel like not being healthy at the moment or your health is fine and, you know, just this one thing. So mm-hmm. I, I think you need more than one compelling reason if it's not related to ethics. So, yeah, but yeah. we do support. I think a great New Year's resolution would be to go vegan. 
I'm just gonna say yeah, give it a whirl and we'll support you. You need exactly. support. Exactly. We'll give you the you know, support. Call in to the show. Totally. You know. Totally write us. And you know, you need a menu, you wanna write things down, I'll totally help you with There's that. There's also tons of information online about it. Or if you wanna some inspiration, I have an Instagram page uh, called Reluctant Vegan Sun where I do post a lot of foods. Now most at some of what I make, some of that cool things I found on the internet. I should link everything to where I find it on the internet. That would be really, really good. Um, uh, so you yeah, can try Adam just it for made yourself. this really good sticky shiitake mushrooms or sticky yeah. mushrooms, Korean sticky mushrooms. Oh my god, it was so good. It's really tasty and it was super easy to make. Yeah. Uh, Korean food is amazing. Just get some gochujang and you know you're halfway there. <laughs> right. I'm sure yeah. there's more to it than that. Right. I'm sorry. Vinegar, I'm sorry, yeah. all people <laughs> I offended by saying you're halfway there if you just get gochujang. I mean, but gochujang is so good. But it's it amazing. Bomb. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, this will be out on the second, most likely. Right. So right, happy right. New Year to everybody and we do also we just wish you the best for 2021. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We want this year to go really well for you. Like, if mm-hmm. your life goes well, our life goes better. So that's what I'm thinking. And I am going to be in Alaska this Saturday. So the she next is. time we podcast, uh, we will be separated from each other. We've been lucky enough to be together. And uh, I will be in, in rural Alaska. In yeah. Rome. And she's going to keep being in Alaska and if and doing the podcast. So I think that deserves, you know, a, a, a review and a like and a subscribe. Definitely. So, you know, Come on, guys. We got, we, we got our motivation. Pass yeah. that forward. Exactly. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye, everybody. We love Happy you. Happy New, New Year. Year's.